Southern gentleman. I am still Rick. Were, were you ever anybody else? And I'm Sean, as always. Well, legally, I, I cannot uh, uh, respond in the uh, any other way, but no. I'm a little frightened right now. Well, let me tell you about my weekend. My weekend oh, yeah, yeah. started okay. off as an amazing, wonderful time. Um, I got to see a movie this weekend. Wonder Woman opened, and I got to watch it opening weekend. I took my son and his cousin, and uh, we got to the movie theater. We sat down, sat through an awful little first. There was they put this thing in front of the movie that gave you the history of Wonder Woman. What? There was there was a bumper in with built into the trailers and stuff that gave you the history of Wonder Woman. I don't need to see that. I just want to see the movie. I, I absolutely agree. I'm not there's it seemed uh okay. Forced? It, it did see it seemed very forced. <laughs> very forced. Yeah. And uh it seemed a little political and I uh, it kind of upset me. Did not start the movie off right. I'll tell you that right now. But Wow. Uh, Sean, have I have I told you anything about this movie yet? Nope. You you sealed lips. You wouldn't tell me a thing. So I just know you've seen it, and that's it. Um, and like I put on Facebook, uh, you know, somebody was saying, you know, we're we're drinking the Marvel Kool Aid, and I was like, look, if you have two swimming pools, and one is perfectly clear, and one has poo floating in it, and hasn't had a pool guy, <laughs> which swimming pool yeah. do you pick? To put your family in. Um, yeah. Well, l- let me tell you. Hired a pool man, and yeah. and they put they put money on him because, let me tell you, Wonder Woman is one of the best movies I have ever seen. Um. S- straight up. Oh my God! I was. How do I? Start? Really? How do you're, I start not, this? I am not. I am not. Not, not hyperbole. Here. I'm not blowing smoke. I legitimately was on the edge of my seat, laughing, uh, anticipating, in awe. Uh, there, w- there was literal tears at some of the amazing things that were on screen. Now, Better than Dark Knight. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yes. Dark Knight? Well, well, now, hold on. Before we get into that territory... Let okay. me let me talk about this movie and the director Patty Jenkins, who I who I did not follow. I honestly can't tell you what else she's done, but I guarantee you I'm going to follow what else she does. Uh, the movie was really good uh, uh, direction, really good, really well acted, really well shot. I mean the cinematography. But when I say tear to my eye, a little tear, the cinematography is amazing in this movie. There is a scene where, I mean, it's in the trailers, there's a scene where she, this is World War One, where Wonder Woman steps into No Man's Land and, and is taking a machine gun fire and all this, and, you know, it, it's one thing to talk about it, but to see how they shot that scene, I was literally glowing with happiness. <laughs> it was amazing. Um... God bless. Um, okay, so let's start off this movie right. Uh, you, you know, I- I'm not going to give a spoiler review of the movie. I mean, you start off at Paradise Island. You know, Steve Trevor comes. Uh, you know, people follow. Wonder Woman is, oh no, we've got to do something. Goes to the real world. In the middle of World War One, Figures out stuff. You know, big bad at the end. Through that, there's a really well-told movie, really good characters in the movie. Uh, Steve Trevor's not a problem at all. Uh, And let me say this. This movie could have been very political. It could have. I mean, honestly, a lot of people's fears... I mean, we live in a political environment, uh, you know, where people are throwing mud left and right... Let me alleviate that. I have I, I I had no political problems with this movie whatsoever. It could have very easily had. I mean, there's a very tropey moment in this movie, and it's one of the best moments in the movie, where Steve Trevor is talking to Wonder Woman, 
and says, it's no man's land. No man can go out there. We can't do this. This is not why we're here. And instead of going a very political slant, she just says, no, this is what I have to do. And then one of the most amazing moments in the movies happen. And it just, and it's not even, it's not even noticed. It's, it's great. I'm going to say it's one of, it's in my top five movies of all time. I'm going to, I'm going to call it right now. Are you you sure you're not riding the high? I, I could be, don't get me wrong. I could be riding the high, but this is very, and somebody's already compared it. It is very Winter Soldier-esque, not Captain America First Avenger. Very Winter Soldier-esque. <clears throat> I mean, it's a good World War One story told through superhero genre. Like, Winter Soldier was a very good 70s spy movie told through modern superhero genre. This movie, it, this is a recommend go out and watch right now. And uh, we, we've got an article where it's already at $223 million, And it isn't the highest grossing, you know, already of the movies that have, DC movies that have come out. But I guarantee you word of mouth is going to spread. This is going to have a strong few weekends coming. Um, political or not. I know there are articles out there all over the place po- being political, political, political. Uh, I don't give a damn. This is a great movie. Go see this movie in the theaters. And and right. I will own it when it when it comes on uh, 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 media. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As um, soon as you can, you'll own it. Yeah, and let me let me speak to uh, the acting. I mean, Robin Wright. You know, uh, Jenny's in this movie, <laughs> and she's she's great. I mean, she's she's a not a character that's you know in the whole movie, but her parts are really good. Uh, and I can't think of Con- Connie Nelson. Uh, uh, Hippolyta, she's really good in the movie. Uh, the the bad guy, gosh, I even I even read spoilers for this movie and I didn't think about it because I was so engrossed in the movie watching it. When it happened, I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's stuff out there about this movie. Don't don't watch it uh, because there's a really good turn at the end. Um, Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman is Wonder Woman now, uh, absolutely. <laughs> Yes, and, and I've and I've heard that it's just as long as you're as Gal Gadot's on the screen, you're loving life. A- absolutely, I mean she, the way she plays Diana, um, and I, I've seen it as naive, and she's not naive. She's a very well versed character who has not experienced modern at the time of this movie life. Um, right, but she's very quick on the uptake. She's very resourceful. Um, there there are good comedy moments between her and Chris Pine is great in the movie. Chris Pine is absolutely great in this movie. Um, it's awesome. Everybody does a great job in this movie. And don't get me wrong, there are there are some parts. It there it is a little CGI at points. Um, there is <laughs> the kind of very end of it is a little what's going on, but uh. It is it is a book ended movie, of course, um, because it, right. the uh, it's it starts and ends in the modern era, the whole but the but the meat of the movie is a is World War One. Um, okay. Since you already know she's alive today, I mean it, it doesn't make a difference. It's uh, not obviously, like a spoiler or right. anything. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean my both I took two young boys to watch this movie, and they both walked out pumped. It was great. And by the way, uh, our friend Patrick said, "Hey, Sean, get with nice. get, hit him up on Facebook sometime because him and his whole family was there." Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. cool. You get to see Patrick. Yeah, uh, and by the way, at nine call him Nine Finger Patrick and uh, just ask him why. Uh, oh my lord. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's that's Wonder Woman. We will. Uh, when we both see it, we will do a spoiler review of this movie because I do want to get Sean's take on this uh, on the record. Got it. And I want I want to give my take on it, however long after this is, uh, so it's maybe not be the the uh, uh, high, but daddy yeah. um. Now yeah. now I've heard people say it's a better movie than than Winter Soldier. I, I'm not going to go that far. I think they are riding the high, uh, but but it's 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 up there. 
uh, Winter Soldier awesome. and and Civil War are two of my favorite movies. Um, and it it's probably it may be neck and neck with one of those. I, I, That's I awesome. I cannot call it right now, but I'll, yeah, it is. I'll, a, I'll have it to, is a great movie. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, dude. So and, coming up in just a couple of weeks, June thirteenth, we get E three. Now, are you looking forward to anything from E three, the big game expo? Yeah, I mean, I'm not super huge in the games, of course, as I've stated, but I always look for the news that comes out of. E3 and all the other big conventions, uh, because you know they're they're going to give you the they're going to scratch that itch that you may right. be having to plan something for, like a new system or a new game or you know something your child is going to be screaming at you in six months to get. Right. Well, I want to go over just a few things that we we know we're going to get to see, and then I want to discuss another point with you about gaming in general. And as a casual, you'll be the perfect person to ask for this. Did you just call um, me a dirty casual? Yeah, yeah, I called you a casual. Son of a... I know, it, it's a tough pill to swallow, but you, you're doing fine. You're doing good. Thanks. Um, Nintendo, of course, will be coming out with Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah. We'll get to see that for the Nintendo Switch. That looks to be pretty great. Uh, Sony... Hasn't really let any cats out of the bag this year. Um, we know that we're getting, you know, a few more VR games. They're going to focus a little more there. We're getting a full Star Wars X-Wing fighter game with that, VR. That specifically scratches an itch of uh, that old sit-down uh, vector well, graphics Death Star run. Oh, my God. I mean, do you think this is something that would push you to... Uh, Look at pur purchasing a VR. And that, well, realistically, not right now. No, I mean that's that's a for me that is a six. Well, that realistically that's an eight hundred dollar investment. I mean system, yes. oh. uh, VR game controllers. Exactly, and you know we we've discussed that previously, and that's the reason I've held off. Before I jump into the Microsoft, uh, which is where I wanted to have a discussion with you, look, the dis the games that we're coming, we're getting to see this uh, year. We're going to get Last of Us 2, which is very highly anticipated. Last of Us was, it, it's one of the best games I've played on a PS4, hands down. Now, it is just flat out incredible. Last of Us was the one with the guy and the girl, and it's zombie. Is that, that is correct? correct. Okay, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, gotcha. And it will push your gaming skills to the test. It was an incredible game. It was awesome. Um, also, we're going to finally get, hopefully, some information on Final Fantasy VII Remake, when we're going to be able to see that. And oh of my course, God, I forgot they even announced that. Oh. oh, yeah. Yeah, it's coming up, man. We're about to get it. We'll, we'll have probably release dates, um, you know, here in a couple of weeks. But the one I'm most excited for, I say that, is the Spider-Man open world game. We, we don't know what it's officially called. We don't know if it's a tie-in to Homecoming. We don't believe so. But this looks like GTA up the ante, and then added in Spider-Man. Now, do you think it'll be... Now, as popular as that... Spi what Spider-Man game was it that had the different universe Spider-Man? Like Spider-Man oh. Noir and, and Spider-Man 2099 I, were in the game? I, I don't know. I, I haven't played uh, many of them because they don't get great reviews. The one I played had, uh, I believe, was just The Amazing Spider-Man, and that was the one that had the voiceover by Bruce Campbell that taught you all the controls and Bruce would throw in some dialogue if you screwed up or you were having issues he would harass you and make fun of you that was always fun but this Spider-Man game seriously looks to be fully interactive like you could you know I, we don't know the details but say walk into a you know, a cafe and grab the chair out from under somebody and sling it through the plate glass window in the front of the building. This this has potential. This has we haven't seen enough gameplay to make a decision, but the hype behind it is very high, and it looks to be an excellent, excellent game. Shattered Dimensions was the game I was talking about. I I heard several people that I listened to on different podcasts really did enjoy that game. 
I'm hoping here's my other game that I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that we'll see a Bloodborne 2 announced because we're supposed to be getting something new from from software and uh, no nobody knows what it is because from is very good about keeping secrets and things hush hush. So, I'm crossing my fingers and hoping for a Bloodborne 2. But what I would like to discuss with you is Microsoft is coming out with a brand new console. And and when I say brand new console, I don't mean something the equivalent of a PlayStation 4 Pro. uh, Because that is what the Xbox One S is. I'm talking about Project Scorpio, which will be a totally brand new console produced by Microsoft. And it will be 4K compatible, all these great, amazing things. You know, it's going to be so fast. It's going to have graphics that are just better than anything we've ever seen before. And that is just fine. My only problem with it is we haven't even had the Xbox One for four years yet. And we're getting a brand new console. I don't want anybody else to jump on this bandwagon. I, I'm I'm wanting this to flop because this could be horrible for gaming. You know, it, it, it could end up being something like a new cell phone. Every two years, oh, here you go. Here's you this. Every three or four years, here you go. Here's this. And that that's just not right. Consoles that you spend three to five hundred dollars on should last more than, you know. Two to four years. You know, you look at uh, PlayStation 2 to PlayStation 3, I believe you're looking at eight years. And PlayStation 3 to PlayStation 4 was seven years. You know, there's a good chunk of time. And not to mention, the PlayStation 2 was still keeping games coming out for it for 11 years, I believe. After a release, 11 years, they were still releasing content for the PlayStation 2. Which is why it's the greatest console ever, in my opinion. But I, I, what do you think? You know, I mean, are you even going to look at Project Scorpio? Is it even something that you would even look at? Well, no, I, I'm a dyed in the wool um, PlayStation fan. I mean, you know, from the first PlayStation, which was amazing. Um, it's either going to be PlayStation or Nintendo for me. Now, speaking to this project makes sense um, because the PlayStation 4 ate Microsoft's lunch on the Xbox. It just did. Oh, I mean, absolutely. It, it's got the it's got the install base it needs. Uh, you know, Microsoft's been paying catch-up from day one. It, it, it's what needs to happen for them to succeed in the gaming space. They're going to have to put out a top-of-the-line, bleeding-edge system and, you know, have the games to back it for the current gamer to even bat an eye at it. Um, you know, and I know there's a lot of uh, Microsoft fans out there. You you at one time was a huge uh, Xbox fan. Absolutely, I was. Um, you know, and, and I've played games on Xbox. There's nothing wrong. I'm not going to sit here and decry anybody who, who's a fan of Xbox or, you know, Sega or, you know, whatever has come in the past or what is currently out there. Um what your your personal preference is fine, but this is a business move, and I think it's a smart one for Microsoft to. If it, if it's everything it needs to be, it won't be just catch up. It'll be great competition for the PlayStation Four, and competition drives any kind of business. And it means just like if if they have that top of the line system out there, then PlayStation has to step up their game to to not lose that install base. So, you know, I'm I'm happy to see it coming. But my, my only problem is, what if, you know, next year, here comes the PlayStation, you know, whatever. The next PlayStation project. Yeah, I, but, but how long has the PlayStation 4 been out there? 2013. Okay. So it's, al- it's So it's already got four years behind it. Right. It's the exact just, same they, position as the Xbox One. Right. But, but my point is, they just put out the Pro, which is an upgrade to their system. Um, even if Microsoft announces and has something out there by, let's say, Christmas, which I don't think they can, uh, that's going to put the PlayStation at five years. They've probably got something in the pipe they would announce next year, which would be at six years. And then you're pushing that seven-year lifespan. I mean, I, I don't think this really affects a a new system from Sony. 
I think it it pushes the limits of the new system Sony already has. That that's a good point. <clears throat> I just hope this doesn't become a routine thing. I I understand that you know Xbox One versus PS4. Xbox One lost. There there were a lot of great games for the Xbox One that I would still love to play. And now that's actually becoming a more... I can see that in the future because it's more affordable to go get an Xbox One. But oh, I just get worried whenever I see consoles popping out every four years. This means, you know, we... we we all love, you know me, I'm a gadget fiend. I love my cell phones every couple of years, getting something new, getting something new. But there's something different about doing that with a cell phone as opposed to doing that with a $500 console. Right, and of course you got to remember that we're, you know, we're aging out of what what's going on here, you know. We're moving into we got more responsibility than than we can have time for this. Um, the, the young guys, the teenagers, you know, the, the twenties, you know, the successful, uh, young startups, they don't care. You know, they're going to go, Oh, I, you know, I'm going to set some money aside and this is, you know, this is on my shelf, you know, and where that's going to balance out that that's going to take a, you know, somebody else smarter than me. But yeah, I mean, I think it's a, it's a smart move on Microsoft's part may not be the best move, but We'll they see definitely, how it plays they out. definitely need to respond to the uh, the the bigger install base that their competition has. Um, Absolutely. Now, moving on to stuff other than games, let's talk about some TV and movies. Uh, have Ooh. you seen the trailer to Preacher season two? Absolutely, I've watched it two or three times. Yes. I am ready for. I am ready for this. Now, I am ready. Of course, I have only seen the first episode of Preacher. I haven't had time to get to it. All the new CW stuff has hit Netflix, and I have not switched back over to Hulu and watched the rest of uh, season one of Preacher. Oh, you need to. It's really good. The, fir- the first episode is really good. I like the tone. Uh, and that that second season trailer, oh gosh. If the rest of the season is like that trailer was, I- I'm just going to consume it. <laughs> oh, it- it's incredible. It should be awesome. I cannot wait to see... Well, you haven't finished season one, so I can't really discuss uh, the the depths of the trailer and what it means. But yeah. it is going to be incredible to see what happens right now. Uh, them being on the road, the the chaos they can bring is just unreal. I, I can't wait to see that. I do love the part. It's not even spoilery. Uh, in the preview of the on the trailer where he makes the cops hold hands oh, and yeah. that that is hilarious it just seems so funny um tulip looks like she's back in her prime cassidy is ready to rock and cause chaos i cannot wait to see where preacher season two uh takes us and i believe we get that june 25th right and we got some more new mutants news now uh, did I say Mew Newtons? <laughs> New Mutants. Uh, yes. They got a Stranger Things cast. Uh, the older yes. brother. He's going to be playing uh, Samuel Guthrie, Cannonball. How do you feel about this? I seen this and I was like, I wonder what Ricky's thinking. Oh, I, I'm, I think it's fine. I mean, as long as they don't make him. Boy, I just, uh, you know, the comics sometimes treat, because, you know, Cannonball is like from Kentucky, I believe. He has like nine brothers and sisters. And right. Sometimes they're played as very hickish, and I'm not too keen on that. You know, I can't think of media tends to think, and this is why we say not so southern gentlemen based in Arkansas. You know, we're not the typical stereotype of what you think of people from Arkansas or from Kentucky or from you know wherever your hickish stereotypes are coming from in media. There's not a lot of those people around here. They are here. Don't get me wrong. You do run into them, but that's that's not your next door neighbor. I mean, but if if so, it's, if it's played right, I'm going to be good with it. I think this is a good casting. Absolutely. So we now have the full cast. That is, I believe that that filled the last uh, spot. We have the entire team now. Possible that we know of. Yes. Yes, absolutely. 
Now, what did you put in here about the new Transformers movie? Well, it's not a Transformers movie. It's a Bumblebee movie. What? Haley. <clears throat> a Bumblebee movie. Bumblebee is getting a spinoff Transformers movie that may be in the past before all this stuff. It's got possibly Haley Stanfield from... Well, I know she was... True, uh, True Grit. Yeah, uh, True Grit. Great, she's a great actress. Great actress. Very yep. beautiful young lady. Um, oh, God. <laughs> Let, let's talk about Transformers. Uh, now... The new Transformers movie, The Last Night. <sighs> I, I've seen. I keep seeing more and more stuff, uh, and I just listened to a, a new uh, TF WTF at TFW podcast, and they were talking about some of the toys coming out. Kind of interesting. They're they're uh, the current line of Transformers is Titans Return, which is basically Headmasters. There's going to be that gimmick in the Transformers movie, which I thought was very interesting, and. Ah, the stuff coming out, the new writer's room for the movie. I know it's still Michael Bay. Some of this stuff is lining up like it actually has an okay story for me. I'm kind of interested in what's going on. Ah, you know, I'm a huge Transformers fan. I may have to walk into the theater and, and watch this movie and judge it. I wasn't oh planning goodness. on it. I was going to wait for it to hit video. I don't know. I don't know. I can't, on... I can't promise you anything, but I, I do promise you that a, a standalone Bumblebee movie sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah, it does sound bad. And as far as going to see Transformers last night, I will allow you to bear that burden. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Sin City TV show? What? Really? <laughs> yeah, that's what the rumor is. Uh, Sin huh. City is maybe getting a... a TV series. What network? Or is it even announced or in the talks or anything yet? Or is it just straight up internet rumor? On Deadline, they are saying a reboot of Frank Miller's Sin City is being developed by writer Glenn Mazzara, who was the showrunner on The Shield, Walking Dead, and The Omen. All good series. Uh, Underworld Helmer Lynn Wiseman... He worked on Sleepy Hollow and Lucifer, both also good series, will oversee and produce with Miller, Mazzara, Wiseman, Bobby, and Harvey Weinstein. So it's the Weinstein nice. company. Um, no network yet. They'll probably get a pilot okay. out there and try to sell it. Um, you know, that first Sin City movie is, is great. Absolutely amazing. Um, yes. Um, and I'm not opposed to a TV series in that world. I mean, if we're going to get a Judge Dredd TV series... Um, I think a Sin City, a Sin City series could work. Yeah, absolutely. I think Sin City would be a great series. Uh, as long as the budget is there and you can give it the time and dedication that a movie in a setting like that will deserve, then I say go for it. Yeah, and you of know. course, you're, Sin City you're, you're being an anthology series on, you know, automatically makes right. it, you know, television is, is a no-brainer for that, so... Absolutely, man. So before now, we hit local hall, was there anything else you wanted to talk about? There's absolutely nothing. I, I want to talk about your local hall. What I, about I your local it. hall? Well, my mine's quick and simple. Uh, tomorrow I will receive my graded book. Well, you can't of, cheat. You don't have it yet. I, I, I'll receive it, man. Uh, it, it's on the way. FedEx tracking. I can, I can see where it's at. My... CBCS graded Detective Comics 359 will be here tomorrow. Oh my God! Oh, I can't wait for that. You have to. Call I, 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 you have to. I'll call do. Me. I will. I will. I'll probably do a. Uh, I'm considering a Facebook live stream, which is easier than you know setting up a camera and everything. I can just do that on my phone and maybe do that from our page directly, and nice. hopefully we'll see what happens. Hey. I, I'm I'm really excited. Well, you need to you need to put that out tonight so people will be ready to see that. Absolutely. Um. Well, my Let's local my local Let's hall is 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 wow. Um. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Let, yes. let me let me talk. Let me start with the small stuff. Um. Went to where did I get that? Oh, I went to a local uh, antique store who had some books. There's a guy in town, like I've talked about, named Greg, who who has several comic book locations he puts stuff out at. And I got a Superman number eight, John Byrne. Um, 
gosh. And it's the iconic cover of Superman holding up, you know, it's the Legion of Superheroes versus Superman. This is the series that rebooted um, Superman after Crisis on Infinite Earths by John Byrne. Um, and, man, I, I forgot how much I really love John Byrne's artwork, even in DC. I don't, and that sounds like, even for DC. But, you know, Superman by John Byrne, Batman and all that is just something to behold. And I really like having this issue. It's not worth anything. It's just a throwaway book. But gosh, it is so, it's so wonderful to throw yourself into a great art book. And um, I'm, I'm really happy I, I own that. I, I've seen that several times on sites when I'm looking up John Byrne artwork. It's like, gosh, I need that cover. And, That's uh, awesome. Yeah, I, I was really happy to find it, and, and at a good price. And then I just so happened to went by our local GameStop. Uh, I was looking up some to get a new game for my youngest son. Uh, we bought him a little uh, 2DS that he can't to- tear up and, and twist and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And I happened to walk in, and by golly, they had an R5-D4 on the shelf. And this is, of course, the GameStop exclusive uh, remold of R2-D2 in the 40th anniversary uh, line. You know, the big carded uh, uh, six-inch figures uh, that are look, awesome. that look exactly like the original movie cards. Oh, I was so happy to find that. So now I have R2-D2 and R5-D4. That's awesome. And then uh, one of my... Uh, uh, Shipments came in, and I got Masterpiece Ratchet, but it's it's Shockwave. I'm sorry. Masterpiece Shockwave. Oh, I'm so happy with this. <laughs> um, beautiful figures. Uh, I mean, what, what what questions do you have? Look, look, I, I don't I don't want to hear about this. I, you oh, know what I want to hear oh, about. Oh, oh, you want to skip that. Sir, I'm not skipping Transformers. This is, the, oh. this, this is part of my life. They're both great. They're both really high, highly articulated. The Shockwave's transformation is amazing. Blew me away on some parts that just it does. It, it's like the original toy, except for different in almost every other way. But it transforms the same, except for a couple of little things. And it's absolutely great. Loved that toy. The Ratchet is great. Absolutely great. I have a. And the thing with Ironhide and Ratchet, if you ever had those original toys, they looked nothing, nothing like the cartoon because they were the the models were changed by Mr. John Romita Sr. Um, the toys were originally a, uh, a van that comes apart and it has a mech and a a deck that the mech can interact with. And you're supposed to have a little Microman figure that didn't come with any Transformers. Uh, but in the cartoon, he was just a van that transformed into a robot. Well. Masterpiece line did this and did it very successfully. Um, some people do not like the robot in pictures. Uh, in hand, it looks completely fine. I, I really love both Ironhide and Ratchet, so I am really happy with those purchases. Now, <clears throat> what you're chomping at the bit for? Let's talk about some GI Joe. So there is a '80s GI Joe playset called The Defiant, (laughs) which is a uh, space shuttle launch vehicle. It has, um, you know, it has a gantry uh, and a a base and a big shuttle and a little shuttle. And this is like the holy grail of of some G.I. Joe collectors. And I was going to work one day, and there was a yard sale. This was a Friday. And this was a yard sale. Um, I was driving by, and I seen a little space shuttle. I was like, I think that's a G.I. Joe shuttle. So I I pulled over and stopped by. I was like, you know, hey, how much you, you want on that? And he's like, two bucks. I'm like, okay, you know, I don't have any cash on me. Let me let me go to the ATM real quick, and I get some cash. And I got, you know, some money and came back, and I was like, okay. And then I looked, and his two girls were over wiping down the rest of this huge thing. Absolutely huge. I was like, what's, isn't that part of that? And he's like, no, that's G.I. Joe, and that's just a shuttle. I was like, okay, well, how much for both? He's like, oh, well, like 10 bucks. I was like, done. 
here's this. Thank you. Have a great day. Uh, and I now have sitting Ooh. in my garage, which needs cleaned, of course, um, a G.I. Joe Defiant. This uh, thing is wow. absolutely huge. It's bigger than both of my children. This thing is huge. What, and it's, what, uh, it's, it's what a, percentage complete do you think it is? Uh, it's about 60% complete. Now, there are some. Nice. The, the gantries are, that close over it are missing. Uh, the wings aren't on it. Some of the smaller parts aren't there. There's no driver. Uh, but mostly it's complete. And uh, this thing is worth, you know, a brand new one in the box is worth like four or $5,000. Uh, right. You know, and. Even I, it, I know. I know myself, when you told me you had it, I went on eBay and looked up one that was about 75% complete, and that was going anywhere between five and $600. Yeah, yeah. This is probably a three, $400 sale. Um, but gosh, you know, just having wow. it for a little while is really neat, because this thing is, you, you forget, and this is one of my gripes about modern toys, you don't get play sets like this anymore. You don't have this stuff. This is what you ah, this was the 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 every Christmas thing. This was the you get a Defiant or you get a USS Flag or you get a, a Fortress Maximus or a Scorpionock and you know the uh, a cardboard playset that's as big as your bed. Ah, where's all that stuff these days for my kids? For me. Yeah. yeah. For, for you to buy it for your kids and then play with it yourself. Well, that's that's the beauty of being a parent. I mean, you get yeah. to see the, the enjoyment in your eyes that your parent. I mean, your parents bought this stuff. You know, they didn't care about this stuff, but they, they bought it for you to see how you loved it. And, yeah, right. oh, oh. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm so happy for you. I'm excited that you were able to find something like that. I can't wait to see... Where the rest of the story for the Defiant goes. Uh, how long will you be in possession of it? What will you do to clean it up? You'll have to keep us all updated on the story of the Defiant and its journey uh, through your hands. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, so bringing up Lost in Time this week, Rick, I wanted to talk about something that uh, some friends and I had discussed at work, actually. And you know what we don't have anymore, really, is good magicians. Like, really good magicians. Do you remember growing up, uh, used to set aside a weeknight, <clears throat> and there would be like TV specials with David Copperfield. Growing up, I got to see David Copperfield, you know, walk through the Great Wall of China. He made the Statue of Liberty disappear. He made a 747 disappear, uh, an elephant disappear. He did a lot of amazing things on TV, and they were huge. I remember, you know, gathering around the TV with the entire family to watch this event, to watch a show uh, of a, an amazing illusionist, you know. And and we don't have that Geraldo, anymore. Geraldo Rivera made his career disappear with uh, Al Capone's vault. Right. It was empty, just like his brain. <laughs> And, uh, you know, a few years ago, we had kind of like a hiccup of magicians try to come back. And we were gifted with David Blaine and Chris Angel. <laughs> I, uh, they're both decent at what they do, but they're both pretty freaking weird. And they don't come across as great showman you know that's what makes an illusionist a magician anything that the the awe is all by the showmanship that they the presence that they command when they're on stage and chris angel commands me to make fun of him while i try to watch him do magic uh david blaine i try to figure out what what is that brain thinking because it doesn't look like it's paying attention to anything he he just his eyes just look like he dazes off into nowhere when he's <laughs> we just don't have any good magicians lately man i uh I, I think chris angel killed magic we got pin and teller 
No, we don't. They're they're off doing their own things now. Their their HBO series where they did magic is no longer a thing. And you know, <laughs> unless you're going to a uh, Vegas strip, I don't think you're gonna get to see any good magicians nowadays. And and that's something we're missing. And I I love um, if you go this week and look through the videos on YouTube for America's Got Talent. There were two magicians on there this week, and that's what started the conversation. They were they were incredible. I mean, two tricks, two totally different styles, and when they were done, my jaw was hitting the floor. It was so good. The the sleight of hand they used, the tricks they used were just how how did you know? That's the key to a, a magic trick, is when you leave. You have to be shocked and going, how? I I need to, you know, put this through my brain. Can I figure out how they did this? How did it happen? What did he do? What did he distract me with over here while he was doing something over here? You know, that's the fun part about magic is trying to figure out what did he do to me to make me believe he was actually able to pull this off? I, I just don't see those nowadays. And Chris Angel and David Blaine are... Never held a candle to the almighty uh, David Copperfield. You know, there was an episode of Supernatural said the uh, an episode of Supernatural called uh, Chris Angel's a douchebag. What a perfectly named uh, episode! I I need to go check that out. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, but tell me, tell me something, Sean. Um, have you ever seen Revenge of the Nerds? Yes. That's a great yes. movie. I, I freaking loved Revenge of the Nerds. That was one of those movies that you did not, well, at least in my household, you did not watch it, you know, on the main TV with family in the room. It was one of those that when I was growing up, you went over to your buddy's house. You went over, you know, when you were early teens, mid-teens, you'd go over and go back to the room. Somebody would order some pizza and you just eat soda or drink soda and eat pizza all night long. Revenge of the Nerds is that type of movie. You watch it, you think it's hilarious, you pick up on all the crude, vulgar humor, and you just eat it up because it is so funny. Nerds! Booger. Absolutely, man. I, I freaking loved Revenge of the Nerds. Now... For my, <clears throat> have you seen it? I, uh, when, I, when I typed this out, you gave me a little flight for it. My have you seen it for this week is The Blues Brothers with John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd, which is just so iconic. Some of the best music at that time was in that soundtrack. It is just flat out incredible. I loved it. Uh, the comedy in that is just over the top. We get, we get Carrie Fisher, man. I, I, I'm, I'm waiting for you to tell me why you, you really didn't care. I mean, you may not care for it, but what, what issues do you have with Blues Brothers, if any? I've never been able to sit through that movie. It just, yeah, it just bored what? me out of my mind. What? No way, it's, dude! It is just a nonstop go, go, go. It is. Uh, Excellent. It's so 70s looking, and uh, the Blues Brothers skit never hooked me. Never hooked me. Oh, my goodness. That's horrible. I'm so sorry. I wish I wish it had because, dude, it's so good. I don't like I love the blues. It. If it had been the Jazz Brothers, I might have been more on top, but the, I've never liked the blues. You hush your face. The blues are amazing. No, don't get me wrong. Oh. I love B.B. King, so I, I, I don't know what to tell you there. Oh, man. So... Let me say, uh, for the don't see it this week, there are a lot of you know YouTube videos and TV shows in general which give you that cringe factor in which something is happening that's so awkward, so you know you you just don't want to be there. The 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 cringe is so strong, and even as a child, there was a movie that I couldn't make it through it. It's so horrible. And that was Problem Child with oh, John Ritter. Oh, John Ritter, come on now. No, man, I can't. That kid, that kid, even as a child, I remember watching this thinking, 
his dad needs to just wear him out. He is a just a brat of a kid. And I understand that's what the movie was going for, is this kid's horrible. He's not lovable. He's just over the top because he wants to push everybody. What? No, dude. There, there's a difference between being that, I, I, or at least this movie, does not come across as here's the poor child that has been done so wrong that he pushes everybody away. The pranks, the jokes, the humor in this movie are so over the top and cringe that they don't get their point across. It's not that good a movie. It's horrible. And I just remember sitting there thinking, I don't want to watch this. I, and I believe I watched it at a friend's house. And I was like, no, I, you know, I want to do something else, but I'm stuck here being forced to watch this movie. <laughs> And it was so terrible. It was so terrible. Do not watch Problem Child. I've never actually seen the movie. <laughs> You're all the much better for it. <laughs> uh, mine is um basically any sequel to Child's Play. Don't watch it. Watch the original and be done. What? Some of them are good. No, they're not. They're They're a little over the top. Yeah, a little over the top. Oh my god. That's like, okay, um, a lot over the top. You don't like Bride of Chucky? No, I don't like... Oh, I can't stand What's-Her-Face's voice. I can't do that. It's awesome. Ah. I'm going to I'm gonna find the clip for it and just send it to you randomly. It'd be awesome. Ah. But I know the voice you're speaking of, and I do agree that those movies... Jennifer you know, the, Tilly, the, or whatever her name right. is. Right, yeah. The, the original Child's Play was very good. It was something where, you know, it was a new take on the horror genre for that. You know, he was the new bad that we were getting, and it was Chucky, and it was, it was really, really creepy because it was something that children play with. And a lot of us that have the, you know, watch these movies at that time, you know, we didn't have kids, but. We were kids, or we we knew about dolls. We knew about toys, and the parents that watched it had the kids that had those dolls and stuff. And you know, there's something creepy about a doll. Yeah. I know I know people that collect them, but there there's something creepy about it. And like you said, the the first one does great at you know trying to be original, trying to be something new. But the sequels after that, I can agree that they are little over the top they totally lose track of you know the the horror that they were trying to come across and it comes across more comedic yeah now this would be something that's playing in the background at a friend's house at a sleepover i mean that that's the kind of movie that is i mean like oh let's watch something we're not supposed to watch or you know child's play 2 child's play 3 something like that right whatever and then and then five minutes later y'all are out playing ninjas or or something but yeah, Charles I can totally now. agree with that. But I meant to ask you earlier: Have you seen the Murder on the Orient, Orient Express trailer? I have not. I've seen the trailer on YouTube. I just haven't had a chance to uh, watch it yet. Kind of interesting. I'm, very, uh, I'm excited about it. I uh, I love the books. Growing up, I I still have the uh, one point in time in one of my old comic boxes. I have the old TV guide that had the short story Murder on the Orient Express in the back of it. Nice. Yes. Uh, I I remember, and this is a strange story, my mom used to get her hair done by this lady, and, you know, it was a typical one of those. You walk in, it's a, four females, there's a salon, and there's tons of There's those old goofy chairs with the popcorn up machine thing yeah, blowing on their yeah. hair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh and, and you know, there's all those horrible magazines laying around that, you know, as a as a boy, me, me and my brother just didn't care for. And then she started having the TV guides, I believe it's what it was. And my mom was like, there's stories in those. You ought to just read one. And one of them that I read was Murder on the Orient Express and she let me have it. And I held on to that thing. I, I still have it somewhere to this day. I, I'm excited for the movie. It should be good. All but, right. dude, that wraps up this week pretty solid. Um, I'm excited you got to see Wonder Woman. I'm excited one of us got to see it. It, I, I wish it the best. I can't wait to see it myself. 
Yeah, and, and, and I'm going to tell you. I can judge it myself, you know. Well, I'm going to tell you. I mean, when it hits the Melba, I'm watching it again. It's one of those movies. Uh, okay. I mean, if if somebody said, hey, Ricky, you want to watch Wonder Woman in the theater again? At, at, you know, now at full price, I might do it. I mean, honestly, wow. it's it's one of those movies. That's awesome. Uh, well, man, you can find me at Maynard98 on Twitter. You can find both of us at NotSoSouthernGs on Twitter. You can find me at Ricky Westbrook. You can search NotSoSouthernGentleman on Facebook. Uh, check out my at Transformer card on Twitter. And uh, we're all over the place. SoundCloud, go, Stitcher. Go and smash that like button on Facebook. Share this with your friends. Share it all over the place. Throw it on, on your Twitter. Throw it on your Instagram. Throw it on your Facebook. Put it everywhere. If you have friends that might enjoy listening to us, let's get the word out there. Let's see what we can do. Uh, if you have any questions for us throughout the week, please hit us up on social media, Facebook Messenger, uh, Twitter itself. If we follow you, you can shoot us a DM. We'll be sure to respond with you. Yeah, and, and I uh, want to say that I really appreciate the conversations I've been having on social media, guys. You know, Facebook Messenger, uh, Twitter, hit us up anytime you want to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if if you're overseas, leave us leave the message. You know, as soon as we get up, we'll reply back. There's, I know we have a few listeners overseas. That there's a few hours we can all have a good communication back and forth. When we're all awake, uh, I've just really enjoyed the way things are going right now, and it, it's a good time to make a push. Let's let's get out there, let's share the posts, let's tell a friend, and uh, see how big we can get this thing. Uh, board, not so southern gentlemen. I'm Sean, and I'm Ricky. Y'all have a good one. <laughs>